0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to the 39th episode of Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that shouldn't have. We are back this week with a super cool panel to discuss the super busy week of the Supreme Court among other things. So before we dive into our discussion, let me introduce our guests. On my right, we have Shruti Sagar Yamunan from Scroll. Hi. Hello. Oh, welcome to Reporters Without Orders. Thank you so much. Shuthi Sagar is a legal correspondent with Scroll. He has a decade of journalistic experience and has previously worked with a Hindu. We also have Chitranshu Sinha, a Supreme Court advocate. Hi, Chitranshu. Hi. Welcome to Reporters. Thank you. Uh, Chitranshu primarily practices commercial and mercantile litigation before the Supreme Court, Delhi High Court, etc. He contributes law-related articles to websites such as the Huffington Post, the Quint, and New Central. So, we also have our in-house guest panelist, Rohan Verma. Hi, Rohan. Hello. And Amit will be joining us in a bit. This, unfortunately, is Rohan's last podcast as an in-house participant. He's moving in search of knowledge. So, hopefully, we'll have you soon, over the phone at least. Of course. <laughs> okay. So, I'd like to begin, get straight to the panel with the discussion. Uh, the Top Court has delivered so many verdicts over the week. Uh, Sabriya Mala, Bhima Koregaon case or rather a verdict related to Bhima Koregao case. Uh, Aadhaar and Ayodhya linked verdict, there was the Romila Thapar petition, which was the Bhima Koregao case. What I found most intriguing among all these were the dissenting voices in the Aadhaar case, the Sabrimala case, and the Bhima Koregao case. But that has also made me wonder, like, if a panel of judges is hearing the same set of arguments, how do they come to such different opinions? Shruti Sagar, if you want to go first. Um,
1: at the end of the day, Supreme Court judges are also individuals, right? Correct. They have their own um, likes and dislikes, their own worldview, and that comes through in the judgments as well. Mm-hmm. But primarily, judges are expected to keep their personal opinions away when they adjudicate. But this is, I think, this also adds to the robust nature of the judiciary. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that there could be strong dissents. And it tells you the diversity of the benches that you see in the Supreme Correct. Court. So in a way, I think this diversity is a good thing mm-hmm. for the functioning of the institution itself.
0: Chitransha, do you want to comment on that?
2: Yeah, I have to add to that, that uh, the point being that the judges' personality, the personalities do come out in some way or the other. It's also very important to see where these judges come from, the school mm-hmm. of thought they come from. Uh, for example, in the Sabari Mala judgment, Justice uh, Malhotra is a very, very recent elevated to the Supreme Court. She comes from a very strong background of constitutional law practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, about Justice Chur who gave his dissent in Bhima Koregaon as well as Adhar. He comes from a very strong background of liberal ideas. He comes from a background where he studied liberal ideas abroad. And he was appointed to the judge, very uh, appointed as a judge as a very, very mm-hmm. relatively a young judge at that point of time. And uh, so he's been on the bench for a longer time than most of the judges sitting there. And he's seen all variety of cases because he originated from the Bombay High Court, which is one of the best high courts in the country. Also, you have to understand that dissents as such are very, very important.
0: Okay, that is actually my next question. When we are seeing such strong dissents, like Chandrachur in uh, at least two of the judgments and in Lotra in the Sabrimala judgment, what is the significance of these dissents? Do See, they change anything? Because they don't really count in the majority judgment, they, and it's the majority that will prevail. Sorry,
2: they may not count right now, but in mm. future, these dissents have a very, very crucial role to play. Okay. If you just look back at the ADM Jabalpur case of the 70s, when the emergency was in play, and Justice Khanna gave his dissent, saying that fundamental rights like right to life do not get suspended during the emergency. Mm that dissent cost him his uh, chief justice ship but that dissent became very very important in later judgments and later amendments to the constitution similarly the judgments uh, the dissents like in the njac case just a chilameshw's dissent mm-hmm. it actually showed us where he was going with his future judgments his future so, yeah. descents
0: dissents give us a hope
1: yes they do uh, do you want to- dissents give us a hope but uh, the problem is also that dissents do not uh, about uh, do not affect the future much. In the sense I, I I'll give you the example of, of, of Keshavan and the Bharati or mm-hmm. or the judgments that, that articulated the basic structure of the constitution. It was a slim majority in these judgments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean I mean in my personal opinion the basic structure doctrine is a faulty doctrine, a ridiculous doctrine. Uh, no, uh, but at the same time
0: Sitan you're smiling. I wanna yeah. know why. Yeah. You agree with him?
1: No, no, I disagree with him.
0: So, do you want to mention your disagreement?
2: I I feel it's not a ridiculous uh, uh, doctrine because (laughs) it's one of those doctrines which have been saving us from a lot of things. It
1: it has also taken the power out of the people. Essentially, you have undermined the role of parliament by articulating something called the basic structure. Uh, i mean that that can be that could be described like, like, like he points out the basic structure doctrine has come to the rescue of fundamental rights at okay. some point but it has also led to the erosion of fundamental rights in certain cases he just read to the erosion of parliamentary supremacy. Okay. supremacy.
0: I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about uh, how it is expected that the judges will keep their personal views, if I'm quoting you correctly, out of the court when they are doing. But is that actually possible?
1: It is very difficult. For example, I, I mean, he talked about the legal background of these Mm -hmm. judges. But you can also talk about the caste, class, the economic and social background of the same judges. Now, Mm -hmm. when you take the Aadhaar judgment, which you're discussing, Mm -hmm. now, one of the biggest points uh, made against Aadhaar Mm -hmm. is that it is exclusionary in nature. Correct. See, to understand this whole concept of exclusion, I I wouldn't say you you need to experience exclusion. Mm -hmm. But I think the background that you come from, See, a, a, a lower caste or or, or, or somebody who is considered a lower caste person mm-hmm. would be able to relate to this process of exclusion better than somebody from an upper caste, upper class background.
0: Rohin, so, do you agree with
3: that? I think that there is observation code that the lower class or उन मजलूम हैं जो नीचे ग्राउंड लेवल पे हैं उनके लिए डिग्निफाइड वे ऑफ लिविंग का एक रास्ता आधार को बताया गया मुझे लगता है कि पता नहीं कैसे कोर्ट को लगता है ये डिग्निफाइड एक तो आइडेंटिटी का सवाल है कि उनको जो सोशल वेलफेयर स्कीम से वो मिलनी चाहिए लेकिन वो उनकी डग्निटी से कैसे जुड़ा है क्योंकि जो भी प्राइवेसी का पूरा डिबेट ये मुझे मेरे ख्याल ये एलीटिस्ट अभी भी जब मैं अपने गांव की तरफ देखता हूं तो आधार प्राइवेसी बहुत बड़ी नहीं कि PDA quote, a life see this question comes up very often so that there is there is an assumption that the that what the
1: poor expects or mm-hmm. what the poor wants is only material right i mean that the poor does not need or doesn't care about privacy
4: mm-hmm.
1: or certain incidental rights that you have in the constitution. We can call it incidental, but privacy, in my opinion, is not incidental. It's a very, very...
4: It,
2: ha- it's a it prime, is a fundamental right. I have agree aid. with
1: that. Yeah. It's uh, it part, of, part of your right to life itself. Mm-hmm. Who determines whether the poor should have privacy or not? Why is it that when we talk about the poor, we only talk about roti and clothes, and whatever, and shelter.
0: And again, like you mentioned, like on the panel of judges, who's representative of the poor, really?
1: No, that nobody is. There's that no is one, the point. Yeah, so the, 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 no, bracketing the poor in a particular category, and then saying that they don't need privacy, but they need only clothes, you know, clothes food, and water, so is, is to me fundamentally negating the very idea of fundamental rights that are constitutional makers came up
0: so if i'm getting it right you're agreeing with rohan to a certain extent that saying that it provides them dignity because he's actually saying that it doesn't actually provide them dignity as opposed to what the court has said
1: exactly that's what i'm saying so when you when you you, see why why was why why was why did the court articulate privacy as part of right to life and dignity Mm -hmm. now the constitution makers did not put in all these rights just for a... They did not compartmentalize these rights into the rights of the poor and the rights of the rich, right? Every citizen has, no the right to enjoy all these fundamental rights under Part 3. So for you to come and say that or for anybody to come and say that the super elite is taking advantage of the poor Mm -hmm. in opposing Aadhaar. I mean, this was one of the headlines on the Day of the Judgment in one of the websites Mm -hmm. that has the super elite no, Aadhaar activists taken advantage of the poor. Now, who are you to determine that they shouldn't have privacy and only uh, no, no food and shelter? I'll Sorry,
2: also Chitra. add to that, why mm. do we need to have a trade-off? If you say the poor don't want the privacy, how do you know they're even aware that such a right exists? And mm-hmm. also looking at privacy from just a narrow view of Aadhaar or not to have Aadhaar is a... Is uh, actually a, a flawed approach to take, if I may say so, because privacy is not just limited to Aadhaar or PDS or any such scheme. It's a very wide concept. It applies to criminal law. It applies to civil law. It doesn't. I mean, just
0: I want to come back to this. I haven't read the piece and I haven't seen this headline, uh, but I don't think they actually meant that the that the court, or rather, people are misusing the rights of the poor. No,
1: they are misusing the poor to argue against something that actually benefits the poor. This is how the argument is made. So the the assumption is that Aadhaar benefits the poor. It might, if it is implemented properly. I mean, what, I I think fundamentally people do not understand this opposition to Aadhaar. It is not an opposition to that 12-digit, no identification number. Mm -hmm. It is that you are negating one right to say that only if you give up this right will I be able to deliver the other. Correct. That is where the problem lies. To me, you know, personally, I want both right to privacy and my right to food, right but to clean air Adhaar and water.
0: But then is in opposition to privacy. So, so
1: exactly. So, if, if there are privacy concerns in Aadhaar, then that has to be understood and you have to come up with remedies. Ignoring it and then saying that this is a conspiracy of the super elite is, in my opinion, a problematic construction. Right.
0: Rohan, do you like want to-
1: somebody said, put it wine and cheese liberal. I mean this is not <laughs> this is not a conspiracy of the wine and cheese liberals of this country. I mean as a disclaimer I'll put it out I am upper caste. I am possibly upper middle class. But having having I mean when you look at the constitution, when you mm-hmm. look at the chapter of fundamental rights, you need to understand that you cannot compartmentalize and say that I will give you only one right. If just choose which one do you want. Even if you if you are going to go ask a poor man or a woman that either take privacy or food and water. I mean the choice is obvious there. I mean, but that here is not what the not state not should really be a doing. Choice.
0: Here no, you're no. not giving
1: them no, a exactly. choice. Exactly. I am just saying that the s- state is not supposed to put them in a position where they choose between their life and their privacy
2: so that's exactly what I'm saying like, why should there be a trade-off at all like you put I'm it very
3: agree. rightly Ruhan <laughs> 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 no, I think I'm a little misinterpreted I'm saying that, think that I'm thinking that privacy fundamental right but I'm talking about the level what have the consciousness as well do they have so much consciousness as well as people are showing the privacy of privacy in Delhi people are showing the privacy of privacy this, what this <laughs> is what I think Chitra
0: Anjou pointed out <laughs> that people might not even be aware
1: aware of what the, pro- of the See, follow-up what is, the, what is the great attraction of Aadhaar? See, ha, many in this country do not even have an identification document. Right. So you know how difficult it is in this corrupt system to go and get an identity document for yourself. Now suddenly, when the government comes and gives you an identity document at your doorstep, that is a great entitlement. That is that is. I mean, even if you. I mean, if you go and ask somebody. Now for Aadhaar, they they come out and I mean this was this is this is what was I remember I was just discussing this with a colleague of mine uh, a few days back. People are very happy to show you their Aadhaar because the system was so flawed that getting a single identity document to prove that you are a citizen right. or a resident or you are entitled to certain benefits was it's so difficult in this country. It's yeah, like getting for, a for getting something like a legal health certificate, a ration card. You are forced to shell out thousands to... You know, yeah, for, then for, then from the man. person who's occupying the chair of a tasildar to the clerk in the mm. office. Now suddenly here was a document that was presented to them on a platter. Obviously, and that is why So the state has the responsibility to ensure that there is not a trade-off, like he said. Mm. It is not the responsibility of the people to gain consciousness about the problems and then respond
0: true uh, but here i want a button because we need to move to the next topic sure. which like but i would want to go back to when we were talking about dissent right we have seen Chandrachur's dissent in at least two cases so how you've already answered how significant dissent is but i was also thinking does it also give us a sneak peek into the dynamics of the courtrooms because he was also he's also a judge who's going to take office the C J S office in twenty twenty. That is
2: why it's an, very very important because that also shows the mindset that he's now employing. Because he like uh, when the lawyer, lawyer judgment came out,
0: mm-hmm.
2: all of us were up in arms against that, and all of us thought that okay, there's this guy who we thought was a liberal, but in fact went the other way. But now we have two descents in which he has reinforced his position as a liberal and as a progressive uh, uh, judge. But uh, uh, but, uh,
1: but, in my the opinion, one? he gave another regressive judgment in the same <laughs> week, which <laughs> yeah. nobody noticed. Yes. Which is? Which is, he sort of reiterated the high court's powers, uh, and the powers of the high courts to... Suspend convictions in Prevention of Corruption Act cases. Now, it might not look like very important, uh, a very important judgment when you when you compare it with the uh, with these. But when we are talking about the criminalization of politics in that context, this is a very significant judgment. No, because fact, there was, a, was, there was a very, that yeah. there was a very interesting case, a celib- case involving a celebrity, mm-hmm. where the court actually one of the courts actually said that we are suspending the conviction because hey, that man has to contest. Yeah, that was.
2: No so that Love was I was coming at that in this these case it might just seem a little performative as well.
0: Okay. I I mean is is it reading too much if I say that there are a lot of liberal judgments when the chief justice is retiring? Is there a pattern to that? Is there something more to be read there?
2: See, uh, I wouldn't really say that but um, you have to understand the dynamics the dynamics of judges coming through high courts and coming to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. also you have to understand that closer to retirement they really don't have much to lose unless they are actually vying for a if that post is why they are post. giving
0: a certain type of judgment I think it's it creates a lot of questions I'll, I'll give you another
2: example I won't take names but uh, but do the,
0: take
4: names
2: <laughs> it becomes a little difficult for me being in the court every day okay. <laughs> but recently there was a mm-hmm. judge who was excellent as a judge very liberal heard everyone came across as someone with a lot of integrity when he was not the Chief Justice. But when he became the Chief Justice, controversy just followed him. So in fact he took the other way. He actually became regressive when he became the Chief Justice. Mm-hmm. He did not have very long term but whatever he did in that term
1: was very
2: very damaging it's, for it's the you're institution. not
0: taking the name but it's pretty obvious whom I, you're I referring to Do you want to come in on that?
1: No, but I, This binary of the liberal and the conservative mm-hmm. is also slightly problematic. See, he doesn't work like it works in the US. True, just
0: like Chandrachur is an example.
1: That's what I'm saying. So, to call somebody a liberal judge or a conservative judge in the which Indian is why context. why I said
0: liberal judgments. judgments. Yeah, yeah. judgments that that yeah. might
1: make better sense because calling somebody a liberal judge or a conservative judge in the Indian context is very difficult.
0: It's very difficult, absolutely. Also,
2: also, I just feel that the we only talk about judgments which come into the media, which are reported upon.
0: Absolutely. For example, the criminalization. That was talk. still
2: reported upon, but they're judgments which we as practicing advocates see mm-hmm. every day. There are judgments which might seem minor to the public, but they, uh, they are very important to the litigants themselves. A okay. lot of judges just brush these past; They don't think the stakes are too high, but that stake may be too high for that person who's there. And we actually didn't take any notice of I mean, it.
0: I that could be because there are limits to what a newsroom can carry every day, and the number of cases that we have in the courts. So coming and, to that point, some, so some
1: places so might have only one legal correspondent. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So coming to that point, judges very
0: difficult. Are you feel told to cover too many cases on a day? No, 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 no. If, I, if, I if love if my
2: feel, job. If, <laughs> if you feel that the judges are insulated, they're not. They know which matters are being covered. They know which matters are being followed. So in those matters, uh, they actually are careful of what they're saying or the way they are conducting themselves. But in a lot of matters, they're not.
0: That gives media a lot of power to influence judgments.
2: It does. Let's let's not be under any assumption that it does not
0: which is why I'll give you an example people are so, being put on media trials
2: it is and I, I'll give you an example so uh, a couple of years back there was this case of a society in Bombay in which the, an order was passed for its demolition but a uh, few days later the judge himself said that see I read this in the media and doesn't seem to write to me so I'm reversing my own order
0: wow we will come back to courts and what's media what is media's relation with the court but i want to bring in amit and rohan into this to discuss a little of what happened in the media world rohan you did a preliminary report on the retrenchment at uh, the press trust of india and amit was at the protest organized by the pti employees union so could you rohan uh, give us some details about the employees who were sacked uh, the post they held, how many employees were sacked, and uh, Amit, could you share a little more about the protest itself, the demands, and what's the current
3: state? Right. This was the news ki PTI ने अपने नॉन जर्नलिस्ट पोस्ट जो होल्ड कर रहे थे करीब 300 के आसपास जो उनके कर्मचारी थे देश से उनको सैक किया है और जो हमारी कुछ लोगों से बातचीत हुई उसमें यह था कि बोर्ड ऑफ डायरेक्टर्स की करीब 2 महीने पहले मीटिंग हुई थी उसमें बोर्ड ऑफ डायरेक्टर से भी कुछ लोगों ने दिया था और जो यह जो लोग अभी निकाले गए, इनसे बोला गया था कि आप VRS ले लीजिए तो Which is voluntary, uh, retirement voluntary Retirement Scheme. Retirement scheme but these people didn't have a lot of attention and they were working on it. Finally, this decision was taken and after that, there is no need for it. So how many employees have
0: been sacked in total? About 300 million totally? okay. people. Uh, Amit, do you want to fill mm-hmm. us in the rest? So,
5: we have to look at the PTI sacking for the retrenchment uh, in a more uh, you know, uh, specific way. Now, who are these people who have been sacked? Uh, so PTI has a federation of uh, unions uh, which represents the PTI employees across India. It has 80 centres, mm-hmm. and sackings have happened on 36 centres of PTI or the bureaus. Okay. Now, who are these employees? These are uh, so the federation is made by the uh, journalists and non-journalist employees of the PTI who are under the Majitia wage board.
0: Correct.
5: So all these employees, 297 employees, which is nearly 60% of the total strength under the Majitia, Mm -hmm. have been sacked. And uh, the beauty is that on Saturday, the last Saturday when the sackings happened, Mm Account of all 297 employees were credited with the retrenchment package. Mm -hmm. So it included 30 days of salary and 15 days of salary per year of service.
0: What I want clarity on is, were these employees in the know that they were going to be uh, sacked? Uh, Rohin mentioned that there was a board meeting and that some were in the know but did these employees actually know this?
5: Okay, uh, I spoke to these employees, I spoke to the federation people, I also tried to speak to the uh, management, the officer who had signed the retrenchment letters. Hmm. So uh, obviously the management, the officer who signed those letters was not able to speak, he said he he was not authorized to speak. But as far as the employees are concerned, they told me that, you know, they have been uh, listening to these rumors of sackings and retrenchment for almost a couple of years now. And on several occasions, the Federation has uh, went out to the management and they had asked in very specific terms Mm -hmm. that... Are retrenchments going to happen? Mm -hmm. And if, then what is going to, I mean, what exactly it will be like? But the management told them now, this is uh, Balram Dahiya, the Federation General Secretary, uh, who told me that the management kept on assuring that no retrenchment is happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, PTI Union's uh, Northern Regions General Secretary, uh, Sujata Mathur, Mm -hmm. she told me that even the Federation General Secretary was not informed about the decision. Now, if you're going ahead with the retrenchment, uh, they should have ideally informed the federation at least so that they can tell uh, the employees. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not a normal case. You have people, I have gone through the entire list Mm -hmm. of people who have been sacked or who have been thrown out of the organization. Now, these are the people who have given their three decades of life
0: Correct. to PTI. Amit, Amit I want These to butt in here hmm, a little. Uh, I want to go back to Majithia wage board. So if the employees were not informed from what I understand of the Majithia wage board, aren't they in violation? Isn't PTI I, uh, in violation?
5: I'm not an expert on Majithia. number mm-hmm. one. So I will not want to venture on those aspects. Okay. And obviously, because the employees are now planning to, you know, file a court case and they might have filed uh, it already by now because they said that they would initiate the process of uh, on wednesday just today and uh, they, so i and they according to the leaders from the union mm-hmm. they said that uh, there are two violations uh, okay. that the pti management has done while uh, doing these sackings uh, one of the uh, I, basically the it act Majidia just gives lays out it's a wage board thing, right. so it so lays out the salary. What what salary an employee should get,
0: including right. the notice period, right? According to Majithia, they should have received a notice period.
5: Notice, okay. So the company either has to give thirty days of notice notice period, or the salary or for that. The salary. So in this case, the PTI management has given them thirty days salary and a retrenchment package. Mm-hmm. which is besides their gratuity and provident
0: okay here i hmm. want to bring in the lawyers and the legal correspondent actually lawyer and legal correspondent what do you guys think
1: i i think of the majithia board the implementation of the majithia board is the biggest scam in the journalism industry nobody has done it it has been completely completely negated by practices that circumvent the whole concept of wage board itself the supreme court order in the majithia board case has not been given any respect now not just pti there are newspapers in this country which essentially told the you know employees when the mm-hmm. majithia wage board came that they either move to our contract system or move out
0: and then if you if you decide system. to
1: stay in the wage board system we won't give you any promotions no increments nothing you'll be stuck with the wage board no division of uh, wage board recommendation mm-hmm. the others will grow and this is what is going to be your fate. Now that is a sword that uh, that, uh, that hangs on your uh, above your uh, head mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to do it. See, I'm not too
2: aware of the Majithya board but uh, with regard to retrenchment, when mm-hmm. there are such mass retrenchments, they always have some cause of action to go to the appropriate uh, forum or tribunal. But in India, traditionally, we had very weak. Uh, where we had a very weak legal system when it comes to uh, approaching employment cases, employment issues. If okay. it's state employment, then you have uh, st- statutory bodies like Sats and Cats taking care of it. But when it comes to private so what employment, what you're
0: saying is for the PTI employees, there isn't much hope because we have. There may
2: be hope, but it's a long drawn-out process,
1: and it'll also be pinned down on procedural. That yes, said, exactly. More than exactly. violation of labor laws. That's what exactly. happens. That's what's been happening the last decade. And when there's any uh, dispute in the private sector. Yeah.
5: Okay. In fact, uh, uh, Chitranshu, what he was saying, I mean, uh, you know, uh, what happens in most of the cases is that all these employees, they hire one lawyer, but on the other side, the management of the companies would have a panel of lawyers representing them in the court. So it becomes really difficult for them to fight the case and they keep on delaying the company. The target of the company is to delay the case.
2: Absolutely. I've done a lot of legal aid uh, cases for workers in the High Court. They
0: can't really afford a lot of... Yes, exactly.
2: So that's how the legal aid lawyers come in. And then what uh, we discovered that these cases have been going for 10 years, 15 years. There's a case which went on for 25 years. Wow. And it was a matter of 75,000 rupees in back wages. So the High Court finally told them you take 50,000 and just get it over with. And the people took 50,000. They had no option but to take it.
0: True, uh, Amit. We will go back to the Supreme Court hearings, but could you tell us a little bit about the farmers' protest that you covered? What triggered this? Why are the farmers here in Delhi? Why is the police taking the action that it is? <laughs>
5: it's uh, the recent. I, I mean, I have covered the, a couple of the farmers' protests which has happened in national capital.
3: In brief, and, please. Uh,
5: in, in in the national capital in the recent past. And uh, you know, this one, uh, the BKU, uh, bharatiya Kisan Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to go a little back. Uh, so what exactly, what exactly is bharatiya Kisan Union? 30 years back, mm-hmm. uh, Mahendra Atikaita entered national capital with tractors and lakhs of farmers. And he took a seize of the boat club. And the Rajiv Gandhi government was completely shaken by the act, mm-hmm. uh, by, the act mm-hmm. by that protest. Now, 30 years later, the same union brings thousands of farmers and they want to enter the national capital in a similar fashion, but the police, the uh, uh, RAF, and uh, then Uttar, uh, you had Uttar Pradesh police, all these forces stopped them from entering the national capital. Now, the issues that these farmers were raising and why I spoke about tickets uh, rally 30 years back is you know government after government we have not paid attention to the agri- uh, agrarian economy we have not ensured we have not made enough efforts to make it profitable it remains a burden it was it it started becoming a burden decades back and now it has completely turned into a profession where the burden is more on the farmer and we taxpayers sitting in the in, you know in the cities in the metros Keep thinking that, okay, whatever MSP is being uh, given to the farmers, it's from our taxpayers' money. You know, the government, government is rolling out uh, all these uh, right. subsidies and they're waiving the loans, and it's actually damaging the economy. So, But that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. What the farmers are demanding is, you know, uh, in this particular case, uh, they were talking more in concrete terms. They were saying that there's a ban on diesel diesel vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, you can't use it beyond 10 years but uh, there's a tractor that you use in the fields. Mm-hmm. Now how how a farmer is supposed to buy a tractor every 10 years, you barely end up repaying the loan Correct. that you took 10 years back. So it becomes a new financial burden for the farmers And they're talking about the diesel rates which are going high.
0: Hmm. What triggered the sort of police action that we saw because from the pictures that I gathered, it was pretty brutal.
5: I think the listeners, uh, or the panel rather, uh, might already know what happened. I, I won't say that it was brutal, uh, but then if there are orders that you can't let the farmers or any, any uh, you know, large chunk of people to enter the national capital, the police will uh, do everything to stop them. Uh, the farmers wanted to enter the national capital. The police were stopping them. And then uh, eventually uh, they start, uh, you know, one barricade was broken in the morning. And eventually uh, uh, they, they had reached the final barricade, which was uh, kept at the Delhi ga- uh, UP gate, it's called, at, at Ghazipur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, uh, then that is when the police started uh, using water cannons. They, Lathi charged, and, and somehow you... one bar, uh, one tractor. Uh, uh, I was told by one of the photographers who was present at the uh, spot when mm-hmm. this incident happened is that one tractor was stuck right in front of the barricade, and that Which is and the, the water picture. cannon was, uh, you know, uh, on. by uh, the police was using the water cannon, mm-hmm. so that is when the tractor tried to break the barricade. Correct. And. Everything, whatever happened, we know after that.
0: Correct. Uh, Just the last question before I let you go, what did you think of the media's coverage of the event? Like, until the cannons burst at the farmers, or rather, Mm -hmm. I didn't see a lot of media coverage. I saw that iconic picture on all the front pages of papers today, but I didn't see a lot of coverage of the farmers' protest before this. Like, even the details of the protest, I didn't really find them on a lot of portals just your thoughts on the media coverage.
5: As in uh, coverage of it of the day or before? Of before the protest. The,
0: uh, of the protest even before.
5: I Okay, so th- there's a reason because, you know, the protest started, uh, they started the uh, Kisan Kishan, Kishan kranti Padyatra from Haridwar on 23rd. Mm-hmm. You know that they are going to reach here in Delhi. Okay. So possibly, I mean, for any reporter or news organization, they would want that, okay, let's see how, how it pans out and anyway, they are going to Delhi, so real action would start here. Rohingya. So from the Agreed. TV's perspective, I think it's fine if they, you know, uh,
3: waited till the end.
0: Okay, Amit, I'll just bring in <coughs> Rohan on this. Rohan, yeah, do, yeah. do you think that's justified? In uh,
3: newspapers, there's a trend that when there's a protest march, there's a point in that there's a point where Delhi was arrested and there was a problem with people. And on that line, I've seen newspapers also covered it. So it's that to audience. If you add a Volkswagen in you'll traffic. And Shruti
0: Shagar, you're nodding. Do you agree with what Rohin is saying
3: yeah but I I think this time the coverage was a little
1: better in the newspapers I I mean compared to the past that he's talking about Mm
3: -hmm. they were better but they, they need much better coverage obviously नहीं कवरेज हो रही है लेकिन एक इवेंट बेस्ड कवरेज है जो मैं पहले भी कह रहा हूं कि जब उन पे वाटर कैनन चल रहा है लाठी चल रही है उनके इश्यूज पे बात नहीं हो पाती है टीबी डिबेट्स में वो इश्यूज नहीं आ पाते हैं अगर वो ट्रैक्टर की बात है तो दिल्ली में एक समस्या एनजीटी एनजीटी बार-बार कह रही की बात है और उसी वजह से 10 साल पुराने बैन लगा रहे हैं तो इस इस कॉन्टेक्स्ट में एक अच्छी बहस होनी चाहिए कि दोनों समस्याओं का हल निकल सके I'm pretty surprised hmm. that we still expect TV channels to <laughs> do anything good. I
1: mean, that is
0: shocking. I mean, the only thing is, I can only hope to hold them to higher standards. If we don't do that, that we are true. just giving everybody a free pass. But, uh, Amit, before you go, do you want to share your recommendation?
5: Uh, but before the recommendation part, if I'm allowed, I'll just, uh, you know, there's one specific bit. I generally avoid making any commentary on you know, what TV said or what newspaper said. Absolutely, but keep but it yesterday brief. I was watching the TV uh, late in the night after the coverage. And um, I'm, again, I avoid taking names of the channel, but this time I would like to. It was India uh, TV, Rajat Sharma's India TV and Rajat okay. Sharma was doing the prime time.
4: And okay, the the, uh, apparently he
5: was trying to you know put forward both sides of the story and he went on to say that agar kisan is tarah andolan karenge to support something on the lines of this mm-hmm. and it's shocking you know kisan is tarah andolan karenge aapne apne forces ka kiya hai brutal forces ka state nahin. gandhi lal bahadur shastri ke uh, birthday ke expect karte We did not hear anything of sorts like that. Number one. Number two, the debate on TV channels was again, it it went to the uh, regular narrative BJP versus opposition who is trying to trouble the Modi government. But what should have been the debate? The debate should have been about the tractors. The debate should have been like the farmers only told me, Mm. you know, the Modi government has increased the MSP, but are we going to calculate the labor costs involved in the farming? Now, five people from the same family are involved in a farm. Even if they earn 300 rupees, uh, uh, you know, uh, daily wages, Mm. it comes down to 1,500 per day. And even if these people are involved for two months, this cost will go to 90,000 for a crop, If the family's labor, if labor cost is calculated on only 60 days. So the entire concept is, is we need to revisit uh, the concept of MSP and we as citizens sitting in the urban landscape need to understand why the farmers have to take the streets every now and then.
0: True, I what agree is, and like hmm, Rohan hmm. was saying we need to move beyond the binaries and the agricultural crisis debate requires much more nuance but Amit, we have to move on from this, we yeah, have, yeah, yeah. we're running out of time so do you want to share your recommendation?
5: yeah there's this uh, documentary uh, on it's accessible on youtube so uh, uh, people can watch it it's called india untrusted
0: okay yeah okay thank you for joining us thanks a lot okay i quickly want to go back to the panel about dissenting opinions we were talking about and um, shruti sagar we were talking about indu malhotra's justice indu malhotra's dissent and you were mentioning how her rather do you just want to comment on her dissent? Descent? Yeah, so
1: uh, I, I think the moment <clears throat> Hindu Malhotra's dissent came out, the judgment came out, I, I think the opinion was how how could a woman yeah. deliver <laughs> such it's a no, conservative know. judgment? I mean, the burden is always on the woman, whether to, and whatever. So uh, the thing is, see, I think she's making a very important point. Now, the courts have held for long that there are no hierarchies in the fundamental rights. Correct. right? Your right to equality, your right to life, your right to you know free speech—they're all on the same level. They are—they're all on the, at the same level as also is the right to practice, propagate religion.
0: Correct. Now, oh. but sorry, here I want to button because you mentioned the right to propagate religion. But if those religious practices are irrational, quote unquote, do we still allow them?
1: Yeah, so I think she makes a distinction there. Now, now the thing is, now no, first of all, my position is that I, I welcome the entry of women. No, I don't think that is this, this <laughs> That's particular... That's a
0: disclaimer you have yeah, to put this out. Is,
1: this particular uh, no, practice is not sustainable at all, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But this is not just about Sabarima, right? It's a principle that they are establishing. Now, if you look at the constitution, I, I might need some time on this. See, if you look at the constitution, the constitution gives you the right to practice and propagate profess religion freely. Correct. But they also have a reasonable restriction where, where the religion has been opened up for social welfare and reform.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, again, as as, as a clause of, of, of social welfare and reform, they also specifically say that this is about throwing open Hindu religious institutions to the public.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the question here is, can you reform a religion out of existence?
0: Yeah. It's an interesting question. Yeah,
1: Is it, is it? Are you going to give the state the power to determine how you should practice your religion? I mean, I think Justice Malhotra makes a point. She says she's not talking about outright social evil like untouchability or sati.
0: But banning but, women from entering you know, is also discrimination based on gender. Right, against but where should the reform agenda?
1: come from? And but the, the breadth of these terms, social welfare and social reform, is so wide that you could apply it for. Anything. Right? I mean,
0: it also comes from reading the Constitution in spirit or in letter.
1: No, however, yeah, that's the thing. So, the assumption here is that the four judges have read the Constitution in spirit, and Indu Malhotra has, Justice Indu Malhotra has not. Now, coming to Chandrachud's opinion, no, I do have no problems with certain principles that he has laid down. Now, first, he says he has sort of no overturned the what is called the essential practice test. Mm-hmm. It's a very important test under twenty-five where you say that anything that is essential to religion yeah, mm-hmm. is not open to state reform. Correct. Now, what Chandrachud is now saying is that, and, and how is this essential practice tested? It is tested based on doctrines, on going in the court, going into doctrines and theology, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, Chandrachud comes in and says, now forget this essentiality test of going into doctrines, etc. Don't wear the... As he says, the theological cap Assume something is essential And then test them for constitutionality And by constitutionality, what does he say? 14, 19 and 21 Which is your, your you know equalities. So what you're saying
0: is He sets up a hierarchy of rights
1: Hierarchy of rights He's also overturning a well Very A, a well-entrenched principle in law mm-hmm. And done, done, done very casually. I mean, and I also I need to point out that that particular opinion of Chandra Chud does not have the ratio of the judgment. And then I don't mm-hmm. think the other judges agree. Okay. But do we, I mean, the problem here is when you do this, when you force, and I'm, I'm again reiterating that I'm for this judgment. This is a really good judgment. I'm not worried about this judgment, but about the larger principle. If you're going to force reforms on people, that is going to extend the gap between constitutional values and religious values which is which is taking a very how do i put it a t- t- taking a route that you shouldn't actually take you can't be you can't be allowing the state to force reforms on people every time the reform should come from within and how how do you do, achieve that is what the court should be looking at
2: Chitranchu. See on the essential practice test Chandrachur and uh, Rowington. first of all they are they determined whether it's a denomination in itself or not whether this essential practice is a practice within Hinduism as a whole or for the denomination or not and when they say that this is not a denomination in itself Ayapai devotees are not a denomination itself then this test doesn't apply because this is not an essential practice for Hinduism as a whole so I don't think uh, that there but even Justice Hindu Malhotra gets the essential practice test into the picture after deciding that Ayapai devotees are a denomination in themselves mm-hmm. so there's, there's a difference But which the,
0: has been contradicted if I am right
2: uh, the, and Hindu Malhotra says it's a denomination. Others say it's, it's not. And the one, But one more important, most important thing that Hindu Malhotra does here is on the maintainability aspect, which is very important because here she says that people who don't have a stake in the matter have approached this court. PILs in India, because there's a broader point that she mm. makes, that PILs in India, I personally feel they're being abused now. And people are coming forward who have absolutely no locus, no stake in the matter and they are, they use the court's time. And this also leads here. to a
1: majoritarian impulse, right? Now, tomorrow, somebody can set up a petitioner and say that go and file a case forcing the Catholic Church to appoint women priests immediately. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that is also very good. I would love the court to say... Yeah, it to the you're
0: more pointing towards how it can be misused and the potential by far is in yes, increasing. and also
1: how do you overturn established legal no, not but So The
2: casually. point that I'm making is not limited to Sabari Mala in this sense. I'm mm-hmm. talking about a point where, for example, I personally did not feel that the Romila Thapar petition was maintainable. Okay. It has a larger question, but I didn't think it was a PIL. So okay. I, that's my personal view. Right? I didn't think it was a PIL because they sort of took away... The right of the accused to approach the court, which the Supreme Court order I mean, in fact sometimes became a hindrance. We do
0: want people to stand up for people who can't find the rights. For yes. example, in Nadhar, we cannot expect the masses to come yes. and file cases. They can't leave their day Absolutely. jobs. Absolutely.
2: There has to be some nexus. Not mm-hmm. a single woman came up and challenged the Subhari Mala entry. The organization which came for, none of them were affected people. I'm not against the judgment. Again, like I said, I will add a disclaimer. But Hindu mm-hmm. Ultra makes a broader point on maintainability in PILs.
0: Okay. Um, I just have two last questions to the panel. One is about, there have been a lot of sexual harassment complaints in the Supreme Court. Since you lurk in the courts, you could probably give us better insights. I won't call it lurking. But <laughs> okay, since you roam the, <laughs> the top courts halls. Mm, so I mean, what's the process? Because the complaints have been made. Do Is there a sexual harassment committee Yes, in the Supreme, the Supreme Court? Court has it now And once Has it now is in when was it It
2: wasn't in place Till a very long time uh, back Yeah So in wow. fact um, Mrs. Indra Jaising Was one of the movers He got Who got this in place I think it was not More than two years back Yeah, yeah it was very it, recent it's, it's actually very recent Which is very surprising My
0: next question is Is it functional Because And when Once you put your complaint in For example The two complaints That we've heard about Is there any action taken on that I don't know about The follow up action
2: but the committee did take cognizance of it. That is what I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. But yes, like I said, it to, for it to be functional, a lot of complaints have to come forward. People are not mm-hmm. complaining.
0: Okay. Wow. Um, and we know why people are not complaining exactly. if we look at how the media treats them exactly. and how the court
2: sort of... More, more worse than that, how the profession treats them. is their own brethren. It's their own colleagues how they treat
1: them. I mean, the Delhi High Court has a gag order against reporting one of the cases. Exactly. And the gag order has been pending for five, six years. Wow. And there no. are cases <laughs> which and we, the we case can't even talk a, about. Yeah. To be very
2: honest, we can't talk about it. Everyone knows what's going on. It's it, these are these are the worst kept secrets of the profession. We wow. know who's who, who's doing what, but so no how one can do talk about, about it. we change that. The change has to be institutional. Just having a nominal committee in place doesn't help. You have to have a senior judge sitting on it. You need to the chief to take action when so something right comes now,
0: forward. Who heads the committee?
3: Uh, I'm not exactly sure the composition, but there's no, no senior, senior judge sitting on it. Rohin, yeah.
0: do you want to weigh
3: नहीं इसके सबरीमाला के कॉन्टेक्स्ट में एक छोटी सी बात जोड़ना चाह रहा था कि जो काम आज कोर्ट को करना पड़ रहा है वो शायद सोशल रिफॉर्म से हो जाना चाहिए था और बदलते हुए वक्त के साथ सबरीमाला में वुमेन की या मस्जिद में मुस्लिम मुस्लिम औरतों की या ट्रिपल तलाक पे जो वो
0: that we expect from within the society mm. is not coming.
2: No, I or agree with uh-huh. him on that aspect. In fact, I'll just add to that. When sure. 377 was first decided by the bench of Singhvi and Mukhopadhyay, mm. they said it's open to the parliament to change the law. Did that
1: law change? No, and there's a danger in going to the courts every time. Now you get a good judgment, you're happy. Hmm. Now what if the majority judgment had <laughs> right. been no entry to, the yes. to women sabari yeah. Sabarimala? I agree. It attains finality in the Supreme Court and forever you won't have... An, and then you will say, let's reform through the society. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, so that's that's why I, I think quote quote in the past has put it very simply you cannot reform the religion out of existence. Hmm. But I, having said that, you are also right. See the frustration that is building up because everything has been politicized. Now, if you look at it, there was a huge rally in uh, near Sabarimala uh, yesterday, <laughs> where no at, at least some we just claimed that at least ten thousand women came out of the streets. See, that is a I mean, frustrate.
0: that means that they did want to come in, but they just didn't petition. Doesn't no, mean that they didn't want to come No, no, they, no. No, they, they, they actually came
1: against the judgment. What? They're ready Saying, to wait. Who are you? Who are you to come yes. and. Wow, okay, yeah. I
0: didn't know this. Yeah, so, who yesterday. are
1: you to come and disturb our religion, our practices? The, the 10, wow. I mean, okay. they could have been mobilized.
2: I mean, Chitranchu
0: wanted to come in. Yeah,
2: I was uh, linking what he said uh, with the sexual harassment issue. judgment was passed ages back. Mm -hmm. When did the sexual harassment at workplace law come in? Three years back? Four years back? Mm -hmm. So such a celebrated judgment which was followed across the country, the parliament didn't have time to legislate upon it. I
0: mean also the judgments can be out, but the implementation is done only to a certain extent. But my last question to the panel is what do you, all three of you, think of the court's relationship with the media? We've already seen how Courts can be influenced You already mentioned yeah, I already that Yeah
2: already answered, answered that a bit
0: But then Like what can the court do in this Or what should the media do in this Just like quick inputs Rohan <laughs> <laughs> Okay Shruti <laughs> Sagar
1: See it, it also depends on the man in charge Or the woman in charge Right Okay <laughs> Mishra was I mean one thing that you need to Get to Mishra is that he was very open to criticism. Mm-hmm. At least he was not in a position to react. Yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he showed restraint. Now, we can't expect this restraint from every mm-hmm. you no know, person who's going to sit on the chair. This is more, uh, there's a larger problem here. The problem, I mean, at the moment, the court the relationship between the court and the media is very good. In the sense, they don't unnecessarily stop you from doing anything. But the problem is deep. The problem is that they do have the power to stop you, in, but, whether it is in terms of gag orders mm-hmm. or the worst tool in a democracy called the contempt of court. Correct. Now, anything and everything could be contempt. Yeah, it all depends on the, on the whims and fancies oh. of the particular judge. We we've seen that in the last two years, in in two so important cases.
0: Would live streaming make the problem worse?
2: See, live streaming, uh, I don't know whether it will make it worse or not, but uh, at least some judges will play to the galleries. At least for now, it's been restricted to constitutional cases of uh, importance. Judges, lawyers, everyone will play to the galleries a little bit.
1: And but also, f- it could also have the other effect where at, I, I, think, I hope the judges, judges would you know, reduce the number of arbiters. I mean, throwing comments during the... You know, the, during the process or like
0: he said play to the gallery then they would become even more, more grander yeah. Yeah. but how do happens. we change the problems that currently exist between see, the court and the media is there a way to do at least
2: that one start has to be taken from the media because
0: so I, you're putting the onus on I, the media I, I,
2: part of it part of it I am disclaimer he is <laughs> I'm
0: a, a, a lawyer. Yeah,
2: yeah. part of it I am because see media has this uh, bad habit of uh, picking causes choosing mm. causes a cause which might be glamorous it might be a Uh, social evil but maybe glamorous because it reads well or looks good on the screen so and then they 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 prop it up so much that it is bound to come to the judges attention they are bound to get influenced at the end of the day like he said they are human
3: correct uh, uh, मेरे ख्याल से रिपोर्टर्स की खासकर के ट्रेनिंग होनी चाहिए जो कोर्ट्स कवर करते हैं वर्कशॉप तरह की चीजें एक रेगुलर इंटरवल पे होती रहनी चाहिए क्योंकि मैंने भी देखा है जब लोग सुप्रीम कोर्ट पहुंचते हैं रिपोर्टर्स तो शायद उनको यह लगता है कि जज के बाद वही हैं उसके बाद <laughs> मतलब वो अपने इतना क्रेडिबल और उस तरीके से मतलब आप आप उसमें पार्टी नहीं हो सकते आप उसमें उछल sensational. So I think proper training I
0: think both of you want to go.
3: So, uh, I, mean, I, I
1: just wanted to point out that the judges should go back and see that beautiful cartoon in the New Yorker a few years back. And the New Yorker came out and depicted all the nine judges of the U.S. Supreme Court as different animals according to their traits. Wow. <laughs> there was a dog. There was a
0: pig. And they weren't charged with content? no. See, try, that in democ- yeah, try that
1: in India. Try that in <laughs> India. that
0: in India, and then
2: you'll know. No, just to add to it, what he said, reporters believe that, and I, I, I don't, I don't, be, I don't really blame them because they are also reporting to someone answerable to someone. They have they're in this rush to, to for breaking news. They're rushed to give f- exclusives and scoops. What happens like in the Nagra judgment? Everyone came out with the wrong report. They just need to rush out,
3: tweet, I mean, that's whatsapp And not
0: just true to or limited to courts and legal proceedings I think media jumps the gun on a lot of issues <laughs> Yeah, let's agree Even on that
3: Only reporters' training or workshop have not been trained Even the editors need to be trained
0: I agree, I think. But uh, do you want to share your recommendation? adultery पे भी एक law उसको nirust
3: किया है court तो मुझे लगता है कि दादा कॉमरेड यसपाल जो है 1940s में लिखी है और men-women relationship और third party relationships पे बहुत अच्छी पढ़नी चाहिए।
0: do you have a recommendation?
2: Yeah, I I recommend it to everyone. But um, on on a different point, I think all lawyers and judges as a whole need to yeah. get a sense of humor now because okay. we the the profession as a whole is losing it. So I would. Recommend so your that
0: recommendation is, is humor. You.
2: Yeah, they should read John Mortimer. At, 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 to today.
0: Okay. Uh, Shruti Sagar, yeah. what's your recommendation?
1: Uh, read Scroll.in. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes.
0: No, no,
1: apart from that, so I just I just finished reading this extraordinary book called the 40 days at musa dag so okay. we all talk about the holocaust in germany the the, the genocide of jews but there was a genocide of equal proportions that happened I uh, that the armenians faced in turkey so uh, this is a this is a story of of, of a village that held out mm-hmm. uh, now against uh, the march of the uh, turkish army and the turkish police for about Forty days.
0: Sounds like a very interesting. Yeah, read. it's
1: a slightly heavy book, but then I, th- I think it, it just opens your eyes to how repressive the state could get, and then that's a lesson that is pretty necessary in the times that we live.
0: Okay, uh, I want to recommend Gautam Bhatia's blog, which is Indian Constitutional Law and Philosophy. It is it was recommended earlier on the panel as well. Uh, especially do read the four part series on Adhar. And a second recommendation is The Media Bullying of Christine Blasey Ford. It's a piece on Columbia Journalism Review. It's a must read piece to understand why victims of sexual assault, as we were talking about, do not come forward and why trust in the media is an all time low. Before closing out the podcast, I want to thank our listeners for the feedback and the love. Please keep them coming. Uh, Uh, Because that's the only way we can better ourselves, truly. Also, an appeal to news consumers, please pay to keep news free and independent. If you want the media to improve, you will have to support it. There's no other option. Because when the public pays, the public is served. When corporations, governments and advertisers pay, they are served. Subscribe to News Laundry or any other independent news organization of your choice. To subscribe to News Laundry, visit newslaundry.com slash subscription. Happy subscribing. Thank you, Parikshit, for producing, Anilji for recording, and the panel for a very stimulating thank discussion. You, thank you much. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.
3: Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.